The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. It is a very big day today in the United States of America. It is Veterans Day, November 11th. We honor military veterans. We honor people that served in the armed forces, Air Force, Navy, Army, Coast Guard, Marines. Initially, the background of Veterans Day started as Armistice Day way back in 1919, and it has since changed. But today on the Cigar Dave Show, we will celebrate all of you that have served this nation with distinction. And we have three fantastic guests that will join us. Two of them veterans, one of them involved with a veterans organization that we will speak about and today we send all of you a snappy salute from this five star to all of you on this very important veterans day long ash greetings and salutations a long ash snappy salute semper delictatio always pleasure long live the alpha make america great again it is your global alpha your global five star front and center today from the davidoff of geneva store and lounge in the cigar city as always we thank uh, Tommy Diadio and Jeff Borshowitz for, his, for their wonderful hospitality. We have three fantastic guests that will spend the next two hours with us, and I want to introduce them right now. First of all, a very well-known figure in the Cigar City of Tampa. And by the way, all three of these gentlemen, I should say, are avid cigar connoisseurs, avid alphas. We would think nothing less. First of all, we've got retired from the Air Force General Chip Deal, General Deal, you were born at MacDill Air Force Base, you came back to run the joint, and then you retired and stayed. Yes, sir. I sure did. Happy Veterans Day. Same to you and to all of our great veterans, and we'll do a little background momentarily. Next up, we've got Colonel Rich McLean, Colonel in the Air Force, Wing Commander. So for 33 years, you were a Wing Commander in Hawaii. Yes, sir. Happy and I can see you've, you've got the, the lay all around you looking very good, but no Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. What's with that? But well, uh, now did you retire uh, at MacDill, or was your last stop in Hawaii? No, I actually retired at MacDill, which was a pleasure to do so. I actually served twice at MacDill, once for General Chip Deal. And you came back for a I second sure time? I sure did. 
Absolutely. What is it about McDillon, the cigar city of Tampa? Everybody comes and never wants to leave. It's contagious, isn't it? Uh, it's contagious. <laughs> everybody gets a taste of Tampa, and they say, this is not a bad gig, especially if you're a cigar connoisseur. You know, General, uh, we have over 400,000 veterans living in the eight counties of Tampa Bay. I, I did not write. I knew it was large. 400,000. Well, I know that the uh, the uh, basics change gets a ton of action. That's right. So all the retirees, but now you said there's a change on that that just took place. I do, and this is, this is a big one because right here on Veterans Day, today, they are launching a new policy with the exchange system, and I want to get the word out to all veterans. Across so the I, country, I, not just in town. Everywhere. Okay. Any veteran that has served our country, no matter how long, but if they got an honorable discharge... They can now go to a website, a portal, if you will. It's called vetsverify.org. And you go into the portal. You put your information in. It takes about two minutes. The portal verifies that you did serve the country. You are therefore allowed to shop online back at the exchange. So it's kind of a great way on this Veterans Day to bring our veterans back to enjoy a benefit that they all loved was shopping at that exchange. So if they go to vetverify.org, Come on back. I never realized. I, I never realized it was just retirees that could shop mm-hmm. uh, at the ex- base exchanges. I thought it was anybody that was uh, dis- er, honorably discharged. Not the case, but big news today. Give us the website one more time. Vetverify.org. So Vetverify, vet all one word, dot org. And, and the key thing there, again, is getting this word out. So all your great listeners, the great troops, the Army, and everything behind you is let's get the word out to these veterans and let them go shop. Well, we have a ton of global uh, retired veterans as well as honorably discharged veterans, so this is great news. Sergeant Steve, as we speak, is already posting it on the website, the uh, link, as well as social media, so we will get that out. Now, we have one uh, other guest, last but not least. We've got Jim Sampy, the chairman of Veterans Florida. Jim, welcome. You're a civilian. Tell us about Veterans Florida. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a state organization, private-public partnership. Uh, we've got the opportunity to do three things. We try to get veterans to move to Florida that are in the transition process, and then we try to help them get a job and help them through that transition process. And we also have an entrepreneurship program that we're working with the seven universities throughout the state uh, to get them trained up on being entrepreneurs and start their own business. And we can talk a lot more about the details within each of those three programs. Uh, veterans or, VeteransFlorida.org is well, our site. Well, I know that many businesses, corporations over the last number of years have made a concerted effort to really reach out to yep. veterans who have uh, been honorably discharged, who have retired, because let's face it, and you know this, uh, Colonel and General, that both Everybody that serves, when they leave, there's a very uh, heavily instilled work ethic. They're self-starters. They're self-motivated. They don't need to be told what time to get up in the morning and yep. to do tasks. They just go ahead and do it. Yep. And well, then when you spend time with the governor, uh, who obviously worked with the legislature to get this project funded. Who I saw Thursday, by the way, a couple yep. of days ago. Yep. It, it is going to be our, our workforce. Uh, as you look at who's coming out of colleges and universities, that's one source for our our. our working population, but the veterans are a tremendous asset in bringing them back to Florida or to Florida for the first time and getting them jobs and getting them engaged is, uh, is one of our big priorities. Well, there's a little misnomer. Veterans Day celebrates the service of all U.S. military veterans. History goes back to November 11th, 1919, when President Woodrow Wilson uh, declared the first 
Armistice Day to mark the date when Germany and the Allies signed a 1918 agreement to cease World War I hostilities. What isn't it? The 11th month on the 11th day and the 11th hour? 11th hour, exactly. There you go. So that's, uh, and it, but it has evolved. It, uh, it was Armistice Day for many, many years. And then I want to say back in the, uh, I think it was the 50s, there 54. was 54, President uh, Eisenhower, Eisenhower signed to change it to make it Veterans Day. Correct federal holiday, and it, for a number of years it was celebrated on Monday. Now it goes back to the traditional November 11th day, which I think is great. What I would like to see, however, many people get the day off, schools are closed, uh, federal offices are closed, but I'd love to see that every school would do some sort of learning module, maybe the day before, so that kids actually understand the importance of Veterans Day. I, it really is a travesty today that our nation's youth are not being taught World War One, World War Two history, American history, Vietnam, Korea. They have no clue. You tell them about, you give them December 7, 1941, and they say, I have, what, what's that? You tell them Pearl Harbor, and they're like, what's that? It's a, it's, it's a travesty. And it is rampant. It is everywhere you go, public schools, private schools. We just don't do enough, I believe. And I think if we could get some of our great veterans to go into all of our schools, I know many do, and really talk about the history and what it means to be a veteran and the importance of our military to our nation's security. Now look, if we didn't have our military, we'd all be speaking German right now. That's fact. That is fact. And the great, uh, you know, our greatest generation saved the day. General, you see it all the time. You had great uh, men and women serve with you. And it really, to me, gets me as a civilian, gets me angered when I see people that are so uneducated about our history. Yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you another one to do is not only the community, like you're saying, but also to go back into the families that we all live with. I mean, there are, there are kids today that don't realize their grandfather was in World War II. And so it's taking that, like Veterans Florida with Jim over here and the, all the great work that they're doing is to get back and put an arm around that granddad. Ask granddad to talk about going up Italy and coming up with the uh, patent and doing those things or flying B-17s over World War II. I remember a lot of good friends that are P-51 pilots. But you can even go back into your own family and you don't realize the history that's in that family tree of yours and go back. Well, I, here's an interesting story. This has got to be about 10 years ago. I was down visiting my uh, mother and father at a place down in Palm Beach uh, and I was sitting by the pool and I was reading a new biography about General George S. Patton. General Deal, you're a great general, but General Patton, <laughs> come on, he was I'm the man. He was the man. He's the man. <laughs> and I'm reading it and this woman comes up to me. Clearly at the time she was probably in her mid to late 70s and she said, I saw you reading the book on Patton. My husband is too modest to tell you, but he served under Patton in World War II. I think it was the 7th Army, I think she said. I said, well, I've got to come and talk to your husband. So I did, and he was very modest, almost shy about it, and I wanted to suck up as much information as I could. And he said, General Patton was tough, but boy, he was great to serve under because he always had your back. And, and uh, it almost painfully shy about talking about his experiences. And I shook his hand. I said, you know, real honor to meet you. We appreciate what you did for this nation and for the world. And that's, the, I think, emblematic of that generation. And, and even, I think, the current men and women we see, they're very uh, low-key understated about uh, their service. That's right. I, I think we're very humble, to be frankly honest with you. And a, and a while ago, you said what drew me back to Tampa, what drew me back to Florida. If you listen to what Jim said about the state and their emphasis on veterans, 
if you see what Tampa does with veterans, and I will tell you your comments right there, we have a lot of treasures right here in Tampa, if you will, of veterans from both you know, the Korea War, the Vietnam War, and we do see them going out in certain pockets and educating and talking to the, to the folks there that have not served, if you will, and to the children and all. And I've actually had the pleasure of going out and speaking with some groups, um, some children in high school, and talking about some of those activities that veterans have been through. Um, so there is some of those pockets, but I agree with you. I think as a university or universal whole, that's not happening enough. Well, as I, I go ahead, uh, I knew you well, wanted to inject. Jim. Just something on what Rich just said about the uh, the humble aspect. Um, you know, as we talk to more and more veterans about jobs and getting them employed, that transition story is a tough story a lot of times because they are so humble and they don't want to brag or they don't. You know, they just do their job. But when you start to peel back the onion and say, tell me about your transition, tell me about your history, your perspective, it, it's a rich, rich story that we need to figure out how do we get from a classification in the military to a resume and into the job workforce. Part of it is we need to educate the workforce. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of folks want to hire veterans, and, and we've got some great companies in town here with USAA, Bank of America, a lot of big guys that have some great best business practices to hire veterans. We want to take those best business practices and put them across the state so small and medium-sized businesses can use those best business practices and draw out that humbleness out of the veterans and say, here's a job, here's what we, you can do. So it's a, it's a powerful story, and we got to break that humble Correct. code of ethics yeah, that uh, you have. Well, I want to just relay something that kind of just crossed my mind. You know, we've heard about all these college students today that need safe spaces because if somebody that has a viewpoint that they disagree with, they get offended. Somebody says good morning to them the wrong way, and they're demanding safe spaces. And I've said on this show many times that these 18, 19, 20-year-olds have no idea about safe spaces. I said the safe spaces that the greatest generation who were at the time, some even less than 18, 16, 17, 18, volunteering because of uh, World War II and the, the Nazi, uh, uh, the Third Reich and, and marching across Europe and the, the call to duty, call to service that, that those brave men had back in World War II. I said their safe space was being in the Normandy Theater of Operations, or in the Okinawa Theater of Operations, or in the Pearl Harbor Theater of Operations, where they were waist deep in water and rain and miserable conditions, getting shot at with mortars around them, with many of their, their, uh, their brothers, if you will, uh, taking incoming fire. And you didn't hear them talking about the need for a safe space. So when I hear some of these college students and these millennials today saying, I need a safe space on campus, it's laughable compared to what our great men uh, and boys really, because that's what they were back in World War II, what they were going through across the globe fighting uh, in World War II against the, uh, the, uh, the evil Axis forces. It really, it, it amazes me today when I hear them saying, we need a safe space because somebody said something to us. Talk about the, a contrast between the greatest generation and the wimpiest generation. That's it right there. Well, but when you, when you, General, when you, when you circle back to the great generation that we currently have, because we see the men and women here, you see the men and women here, they are still a great uh, patriotic right. uh, generation. But what I would 
what gets me is as the country continues to evolve, America is still the greatest country on earth. The foundation that you just talked about of our history, of these patriots that gave up and served the country, you know, we got to remember that foundation and keep that foundation solid. You know, as, as you look back, we, you know, we can talk about it more. Less than 2% of our country serves in the military. Well, and I've always stated this, that I believe that every student, every boy, every, or every girl, male, female, when they graduate high school, should have one year of mandatory national service. Whether it's in the military, whether it is working at a community organization, whether it is whatever it is, but I think they would have a much different perspective and be far more patriotic if they went out into the world, into the military. And I'm not even opposed to one year of mandatory service. You look at Israel, they depend on it. Other nations do the same thing. Two years in Israel, right. One year would, I think, right. One year, I think, would change everybody. I think you'd see... You wouldn't see all these people complaining about the need for a safe, safe space, space when they would be out and about. And I, you know, we always hear that only certain people serve, that certain people don't. I say, make it everybody. And even if you have some sort of medical deficiency, great, do something to serve this nation. I think one year, I think that would be something that uh, would be greatly beneficial for this nation. When we come back, we'll continue our Veterans Day celebration on the Cigar Dave Show. We are honored to have General Chip Deal of the United States Air Force, uh, retired, ran the, uh, the MacDill, uh, what is it, the, what was the specific command at MacDill? Well, it's the Air Mobility Command. Air Mobility Command, right. But it right. was the, uh, the Air Mobility Wing out there with our tankers. Correct, they have the big refueling tankers. We've also got Colonel Rich McLean, Colonel in the Air Force, and uh, served as a wing commander as well in Hawaii, and then wrapped it up here at MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa. And we've got Jim Champy, the, uh, Champy, the chairman of Veterans Florida. We'll talk more with all of them. We'll conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony as we celebrate our nation's veterans today, Veterans Day 2017. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Balmoral Añejo XO. This cigar has a beautiful sun-grown Brazilian Arapiraca wrapper, Dominican Oler binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, and Brazil. This cigar has notes of cedar, cacao, spices, and an underlying sweetness. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. 
for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. Semper Paratus, the theme song of the United States Coast Guard. Semper Paratus, from Latin to English, translates to always ready, and we can never forget the Coast Guard as well. Sometimes they get left off the equation, but we do not forget them here on the Cigar Dave Show as we celebrate Veterans Day with General Chip Deal, who uh, ran the Air Mobility Command, Air Mobility Wing at uh, McDill Air Force Base before retiring. We've got Colonel Rich McLean, also Colonel in the uh, U.S. Air Force Wing Commander, and Jim Sampy, the Chairman of Veterans Florida. And uh, very briefly here, I want to really emphasize that on Veterans Day, many of the private businesses Companies do special things for our veterans to uh, honor them. And I've got uh, just a somewhat of a list. There's some free breakfast, some free, uh, free libations, you name it. Bob Evans uh, restaurants celebrating today. All veterans and active duty military personnel get their choice of three, a correction, choice of four breakfast menu items, a stack of hotcakes, buttermilk or multigrain, because we want to keep them healthy, baked brioche French toast, country biscuit breakfast, or the mini sampler breakfast, We've got, uh, let's see, uh, Friendly's uh, uh, restaurants and ice cream with a, uh, a card. They get a free big-to-do breakfast. We've got Shoney's that will offer an all-you-care-to-eat breakfast bar uh, today. Now, it went until 11 a.m. on the East Coast, but if you're in the Midwest or in the West Coast, you get that. And I know that, uh, General Deal, you said World of Beer. World of Beer. World of Beer is giving you a, you go into there, a military member, a veteran, you get a free beer on World of Beer. Yeah, and if you just, just uh, type in Freebies uh, Veterans Day, you'll see a whole, there's coffee and there's ice cream, and I think that's a, a nice gesture for all of our military. And I know all of you are going to definitely stock up on the free brewski. There's no question. Now, now all we got to do is get Davidoff to give out the free cigars, and we really have it made. All right, we will continue our Veterans Day celebration on this uh, Veterans Day. We've got General Chip Deal, Colonel Rich McLean, Jim Sampy, Chairman of Veterans Florida. We will continue from Davidoff's Store Lounge in the Cigar City next. Freedom isn't free. It takes dedicated soldiers to protect this great country. The Cigar Dave Show honors those who served on this Veterans Day. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I have pulled out a cigar that has some American roots to it. I have pulled out the new Brickhouse Mighty Mighty Connecticut. Uses a Connecticut Shade USA wrapper, a Connecticut USA Broadleaf binder, and it's got some Nicaraguan uh, fillers in here, made down in Nicaragua at Pensa. And I know that uh, General Deal, you know the Newmans, Bobby and Eric, very, very well. Very, very well. As we conduct our litation ceremony today, one more time for our Veterans Day celebration, we've got General Chip Deal, Colonel Rich McLean, both of the uh, Air Force. We've got Jim Sampy, the chairman of Veterans Florida. Two other guests that have joined us, Bobby Carbonell, the executive director of Veterans uh, Florida, who's joined us from Tallahassee, and Mark Fetterman of Mission United. We'll get to them during our Veterans Day celebratory show today. But the reason that I'm taking this cigar, that I'm using this cigar, well, enjoying this cigar, I will enjoy this cigar, is because number one, it's got that American component, Veterans Day is appropriate, and two, we've got a very, very big announcement about the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line that is going to be held Saturday, February 3rd, 2018 at Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa, presented by Diamond Crown. And I'll tell you about that beginning of the next hour. Tickets will go on sale a week from today. If you, are, if you attended last year, you got an advance email yesterday, and you will have the opportunity first before anybody else to purchase your tickets. Then we open it up. Should be another fantastic Alpha Pleasure Fest. But this Brickhouse Cigar, beautiful, mighty, mighty, about a six-inch cigar, six and a half inches with a, about a 60 ring gauge. This is a massive, massive cigar. Their original Brickhouse Mighty Mighty was a Maduro. This has got the Connecticut Shade Wrapper, Connecticut Broadleaf, Little Tamer. We will enjoy that today for the National Cigar Lightation Ceremony. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. All right, I have got my self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, from the Cigar Dave signature, I should say the Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories, General Deal, I think we ought to call this 
the B-52. Because you could put one of these on a B-50. Actually, you need about eight. Well, they got four engines now. Do they convert them from the eight engines to the four? No, they're eight. They're still, still eight? eight? Still eight. God, those Pratt & Whitney, what are those, JT58D yeah. engines? And still 64 years old. Man, oh, man. It's hard to believe watching those things. But uh, you could put about uh, eight of these on a B-52, and this would propel that B-52. I would use this lightation device today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. That is a five-star cut. You would think nothing less on this Veterans Day. Let me gently toast the foot of this massive cigar. And as I do, we are getting our libation ready. I hope, gentlemen, you all brought your thirst today because we're going to have an appropriate American-related libation with a military twist to it. And this is a massive cigar, this Brickhouse Mighty Mighty Double Connecticut. I'm toasting the foot of this cigar. Now I'll puff and rotate. Mm. Great draw. Great flavor. Mmm. Fantastic. And I have it on high authority that Bobby and Eric Newman actually each took turns rolling these cigars in this box that I have today. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and they're definitely not Dominican virgins, that I can tell you. General, that reminds me, your lighter reminds me of going to Afterburners. Uh, on that C-130. No, no, ever that's, seen after, one of that's after prop. But, after uh, prop, yeah, 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 exactly. But, it, but it, the flame looks like an afterburner on a... You know, a, one of our F-22s. Mm -hmm. Looks like a torch off of it a does. Actually, F wait a minute. The, the C, right, the C-130 has that rocket yep. in the back. I've seen it at Martin yes. State Airport in yeah. Baltimore. Jado. First time I saw right. it, man, I, th I, didn't, I thought we were being attacked by an enemy. That thing was wild. You should be in it and fly in it. I had the opportunity, and I couldn't make it. They, they invited me. People say it is a wild ride. All right, so I've got my brick house, mighty, mighty double Connecticut that is now lit. It is time to celebrate with a proper libation. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. All right, I have pulled out an appropriate American libation. First, it's a bourbon that is distilled and aged in Kentucky, and it is the Colonel E.H. Taylor single barrel. I mean, Colonel. The guy was a Colonel. That's right. It's what? a great rank. Can't beat it. It's I mean, a you, great rank. You can't. Exactly. That's exactly right. Helps if I take the top off of this. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take the top off of this. Now, this is their single barrel. This is part of the E.H. Taylor Jr. collection. They've got a small batch. they got a barrel proof, a sour mash, a straight rye. This is their single barrel. Again, every barrel gives it just a little bit of a different flavor profile, but this thing has won umpteen awards. One of the reviews said it's a very sound whiskey that demonstrates the small bottled and bond sector of American whiskey making. Well, I will say cheers. Happy Veterans Day to all of you and to all of our great veterans that are listening. Wait, wait, Kurt, oh, Colonel McLean, what's with the H2O? Wait, wait, wait. Did you not get a glass? Here, just sip out of the bottle. There you go. All right, we'll say cheers. Take a sip here. Oh, that is wow. nice. Yes. That is... What do you think, gentlemen? The perfect salute. Beautiful. Just enough sizzle, enough spice. <laughs> All good. How's that water, uh, uh, Fantastic. Colonel McLean? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you must be flying. Eight hours, yes. 12 hours bottle to throttle. There, there you, you go. go. All right. Now, Colonel Rich McLean has to uh, leave us here in a few minutes. So, Colonel, I want to uh, talk about your background, and we're going to get to general uh, deals as well. But tell me about your background. Where'd you, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Tell us about uh, 
your military history, everything we need to know about Colonel Rich McLean. Okay, sure. Um, first off, let me say thank you to you and salute you for all you do for the veterans. We do appreciate that. No thanks necessary. Um, Rich McLean was born in Wilmington, Delaware. I actually joined the military right out of high school um, and came in as an enlisted member. I did about six years as an enlisted member as a finance troop, to uh, believe that. Uh, very good, very good job. Um, I actually separated, completely separated from the military, finished college. And then came, so where'd you go to school? Um, I went to Mount Pleasant, um, and then college was uh, Georgia, Georgia State. Gotcha. So um, all good there. Came back in the military in 1984 um, as an aviator, navigator on KC-135s. Did 27 years and uh, wound up as a full colonel uh, commanding the wing out at uh, Hickam Air Force Base, and that was the Air Mobility Operations Wing. And Hickam is in Hawaii? Hickam is in Hawaii, yes. I know it's a rough place to You know, you got some bad of. assignments. Hawaii and Tampa. <laughs> you really, you know, Struggling. you didn't get the, uh, the Anchorage or the Juno. Uh, <laughs> well, part of that was combined in that 515th Air Mobility Operations Wing. What we did was we controlled what I would call a mini DHL for DOD in the Pacific. So I had the complete Pacific territory. My uh, footprint was larger than PACOM's footprint, believe it or not. So I covered about 52% of the globe. Wow. So basically any logistics, moving things? Everything. By air. People don't realize the logistic, you know, what a massive job that is. Correct. You don't just show up. you got to move everything. you got to have fuel. you got to have supplies. Yep. It's a massive undertaking. So basically you ran an airline within the U.S. Air Force. I sure did. Uh, me along with 2,000 folks that worked for me in, right. in nine different countries uh, scattered, uh, you know, across the more or less across the globe. So I had everything from Alaska down to the ice, if you will, okay. Antarctica, everything as far as India back to the United States. That is a huge territory. Correct. That is massive. And how often did you travel on those excursions? Uh, uh, well, everybody goes off. That was a rough tour being in Hickam, but in, in all honesty, I was only home about 95 days out of the year. Really? The rest of the time I traveled. So my travel schedule was about 270 days a year. And you had what, KC-135, you KC-135, all and the how, way. How many of them did you have? Um, actually, we didn't have any in the Pacific. I controlled all mo air mobility aircraft coming through the Pacific, okay. which included uh, 135 C-17s, if you will, 130s, anything you could think air mobility would throw that way. You know, it's incredible. Talking about old technology, the, you were a navigator. Correct. And at one time, every airline, every plane had a navigator. You needed a navigator. Today... There's no such thing as navigators. There is not. Then they replace it with flight engineers. Now your navigators, your GPS boxes. That's right. And uh, when I learned to fly, it was uh, omnidirectional uh, radios. And uh, basically, uh, we called IFR. I fly by road. Mm -hmm. If I saw an interstate, I'm following that interstate. Right. That'll take That's it. It's amazing correct. how things have changed. Uh, but what also is amazing is that the U.S. Air Force is still using airplanes that are 50, 60 years of age. You look at the 135s, absolutely. There's right. some out there that are 59 models, 57 models, I believe are all retired now. So the bulk of them are somewhere between 62 and 63 models. And if you think about that, they're 65, 64 years old. So 33 years, and then how long were you at Hickam? I was at Hickam for two years. So wing commander's assignment is two years. We actually stood that wing up in 2008. And then I, uh, now, what does that mean, standing it up? It, before, there was not a wing structure there. There okay. was a structure there, but not a pure wing structure there. So we put that leadership team in there to control that Pacific uh, uh, you know, kind of work effort. So after two years, then you came back to Tampa? I came back to Tampa. Um, I was actually deployed to Tampa uh, 
via Pakistan, and I became the what they call the ODRP LNO to U.S. Central Command, Office of Defense Representatives for Pakistan, liaison back to Central Command right here in Tampa. So my job was to travel back and forth to Pakistan during that period of time and, and, and report back to Sankum. And what did you do in Pakistan? Basically just uh, supporting our military uh, efforts, terrorism efforts? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Supporting, you know, our MILDAT there, if you will, um, and then figuring out what they needed and then relay that back to Central Command and, and try to support them as best we could. And you were in that position for how long? That was a 15-month position for me. Okay, and then when did you retire from the uh, Air Force? I retired in October 2011. 2011, so you've been out about six years? About six years. What do you miss most about the military? Uh, I think most of it is the camaraderie. Um, first off, I did 33 years, eight months, and I will tell you I was uh, happy to do every second I was in the military, and I would turn around and do it again. Um, you have great men and women in the service. Um, you have great men and women supporting those in the service in terms of spouses, families out there. Uh, just a great system out there that supports them as they deploy, as they fight wars, if you will. Uh, and I will tell you, we talked about the greatest generation, you know, whether that was, you know, how we define that. I will tell you, you're looking at a great generation also now. Um, a lot of the men and women uh, that you see in command now have been under what I would call war time scenarios for the past 15 to 20 years. And so as you look at those coming up to retire now, they've seen war pretty much their, right. their career. Uh, and so they are some great, great Americans out there that are supporting uh, our nation. And what are you doing now? I mean, uh, doing anything uh, in the private sector? Sure. I, I have a job. I work for Deloitte Consulting. I went with Deloitte uh, right out of uh, retirement, uh, January of 2012. Been with them ever since. Deloitte is another one of those companies that has a great military hiring program. Um, we're hiring somewhere in the neighborhood of a couple thousand a year. We're that big. Um, and, uh, and a great transition program they offer, too, as you come into Deloitte and, and kind of acclimate to that commercial world. You know the definition of a consultant, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Someone from out of town. <laughs> <laughs> or, in, or inside the Beltway. Or inside, inside the, beltway. the Beltway. There you go. Well, I'm right here in Tampa, and I would never leave Tampa. Exactly. And, and so you've been here now, what, nine years in Tampa? I, I've actually been here total... Um, this time here will be seven years, but total about 11 years in Tampa. 11 years. So yeah, and I call Tampa home. This is it. This so is from it. Delaware, now to Tampa. And in between, I did 18 assignments, 18 different wow. moves in 33 years. What, what, was, what was the best place you lived, and what was the place you'd say, eh, maybe not so much? Okay, well, well obviously, Tampa is Clearly. probably the best place. Um, well, I, Hawaii, close second. Uh, Hawaii, close second. I will tell you, um, probably next to Tampa might sound a little strange, but North Dakota was kind of nice. Really? Um, if you're a young person in the service going to North Dakota, you can really focus in on your job because there's not much else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Our affiliates in North Dakota just called and canceled. <laughs> But it's a great community and another great community that supports our military. Absolutely. Why not North Dakota was where I was at. No question. Well, Colonel Rich McLean, we greatly appreciate you joining Thank us. You, I know you have to run. And uh, many thanks for your 33 years of outstanding service. And uh, enjoy your cigars and hope we see you again soon. Thank you, Dave. Uh, by the way, you're all invited to the Alpha Pleasure Fest. As my guest, Saturday, February 3rd. So we'll have a special table right up front for you. So make sure you mark it down. I will do Don't that. Don't make me call Deloitte. And, and, uh, no, and, I will and, be there. Trust and, me. Okay, and, sounds great. And once again, I salute you for what you do for our veterans. And back at you. Many thanks to you. Colonel Rich McLean, Colonel of the Air Force, 33 incredible years. And we thank him.
We'll continue our conversation with General Chip Deal, retired from the U.S. Air Force, ran the MacDill Air Force Base uh, Mobility Command. We've got Jim Sampy, the chairman of Veterans Florida. We've got Bobby Carbonell, the executive director of Veterans Florida. We've got Mark Fetterman of Mission United. We will talk with them. We'll continuing our to enjoy our brick house, mighty, mighty double Connecticut. I got the whole bottle of Colonel E.H. Taylor single barrel here. And uh, do they not let you have, Colonel, uh, any of this uh, Deloitte? Is that it? No, they'll let you have that. I, I just figured I'd better not write it. Okay, just check this. Just checking. All right, very good. Well, I'll tell you, at the Pleasure Fest, we're going to have plenty of samples Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. I look so, forward to sounds it. Sounds great. We will continue front and center our Veterans Day celebration, our tribute to our great men and women of our armed forces from the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. The Cigar Dave Officers Club features fantastic cigars shipped directly to you every month. I'm pleased to announce the November 2017 Officers Club selection. It is... The Balmoral and Yeho XO. XO standing for extra old, as all the tobaccos in this cigar are extra aged. The Balmoral and Yeho XO features a wrapper from Brazil, a Brazilian sun grown arapiraca. Filler three country blend, Brazil, the Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. The Balmoral Añejo XO delivers subtle notes of sweetness, underlying hints of spice, and just a touch of cocoa and chocolate. The Balmoral Añejo XO coming to you if you're already a member of the Officers Club. If you are not, join the Officers Club today. Go to cigardave.com, click on Officers Club. For $22.95 per month, you will get fantastic cigars like the Balmoral and Yeho XO delivered to you. Join now, the Cigar Dave Officers Club, cigardave.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Wild Blue Yonder, the official theme song of the United States Air Force. The song originally was titled as Army Air Corps, or as former President Obama would say, Army Air Corps. During World War II, the service was renamed Army Air Force. The song title changed to Agree. And we've got a 
very significant member, retired member of the Air Force, General Chip Deal, who is uh, joining us. Retired uh, wing commander, I guess wing commander was the correct, yes, sir. correct title of the Air Mobility Command, Air Mobility mm -hmm. Wing here at McDill right. Air Force Base. And uh, General Deal, well known in the Tampa Bay, Cigar City area. First of all, a happy Veterans Day to you. We thank you for your great service, and we'd like to know more about you. You said you were born here at MacDill Air Force Base. Yes, General, I was born on MacDill Air Force Base, very proud of it. Uh, one of the first things, that, you know, we talked about history. I reflect back then because when I was very little, my dad came back. He was gone for a long while. I said, Dad, where have you been? And he said, I, I have been doing, I've been out in the flight line. I've been in my B-47. Wow. And B47. it's something that you will remember, Chip, when you uh, look back in history, but it was the Cuban Missile Crisis. He was sitting here in the Gill Air Force Base in the B-47 ready to go. So that's kind of my humble beginnings, but then my career took off when I joined the, uh, or I went to the Air Force Academy. And in honor of the uh, our Army and Navy brethren being a good uh, Air Force Academy graduate, I have to give a hearty salute to our Navy and our Army brethren. Absolutely. Because both the Naval Academy and West Point beat Air Force in football this year, and I pretty handily, wasn't for, it? Well, the, <laughs> the humbling, the humbling one was the Army shut out Air Force at Air Force, and that was like the first time Air Force had been shut out in hundreds of games. Really, hundreds of games. So, a hearty salute to my uh, Navy and Army brethren for uh, football this year. But then my uh, career took off. I joined, I came in and flew C-130s as my first command up at McCord Air Force Base in Seattle. And you, were, that you piloted the C-130s? I piloted the C-130s. So tell us, and, and before, well, we'll get into your flight background. So C-130. C-130s, and one of the things I will do there is to show you how uh, generations continue, and we have a great generation now, as we've talked about, is my son, Justin Deal, is currently a lieutenant colonel, a squadron commander of C-130s, over in Kuwait. So he's serving our nation right now in Kuwait. And I'm very, very proud of him. For all your listeners over there and all Absolutely. those troops over there, we salute them well on this Veterans Day. But as my career continued, I transitioned to the C-141, which is a uh, bigger cargo airplane, jet airplane, four engines. But we also did air refueling, which is another one of those great treasures of the uh, country that we have, is the ability to do refuel in the air. We can talk more about that, but it, it's a lot of fun. I ultimately went on to command a wing. My first wing was at McCord Air Force Base. Went back there up in Seattle, Tacoma area again. A great place. And then I came down and commanded the wing here at McDill. Uh, before transitioning, I went up to the Pentagon after McDill. And I was in the Pentagon on September 11th. Really? I did when, not know that. When the airplane uh, hit the Pentagon, I was in it, and uh, so that's a day that I will forever remember, and I hope our country never forgets September 11th. And after that, General Franks here called me back, because again, I was the wing commander, and he knew us, and he was, you know, he was the best general at the time. You talked about Patton. Well, General Franks was the guy we needed in command when the war started. And I had the pleasure of forming another thing that the country knows very, very little about. He gave me the uh, authority, responsibility to form the coalition of nations that are out at MacDill Air Force Base right now. And we called it the Coalition of the Willing. Coalition of the Willing because we never, we as the United States, never invited them to come join us. 
they came because they lost loved ones in the World Trade Center as well. So they came down here, and we ultimately built the coalition, built it up to 64 nations sitting at MacDill Air Force Base. And currently, General, there are 52 nations still there sitting on MacDill Air Force Base. So every time we see, you know, the country talking about we have to form a coalition to go do this operation, we look around and go, what? You got 52 of them right here. So that's another thing. And from that, I decided that we were in Tampa. Two of my three sons were living in Tampa. And my wife and I, after 30 years, decided, you know what, we're going to stay right here in the Cigar City. And that was my career. Well, I've got lots more questions that I want to ask you and, and talk about 9-11 being in the Pentagon, talk about General Franks, and talk about my uh, relationship with certain coalition of nations, because everybody in Tampa, there was a big Thanksgiving dinner that I know was thrown, and I was involved with that uh, for a number of years, so we'll talk about that. We celebrate Veterans Day today on the Cigar Dave Show. You see a veteran, you stop, you salute them, shake their hand, thank them for their service. General Chip Deal, Colonel Rich McLean, Jim Sampy, Chairman Veterans Florida, many other guests. Hour number two of our Veterans Day celebration is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the General Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. November 11th, a very special day for all of us that appreciate, greatly appreciate our military and our veterans. Always special here on the Cigar Dave Show, but it takes on a note of extra specialness when Veterans Day falls on the day that we conduct broadcast maneuvers, not only coast to coast, but around the globe as we celebrate Veterans Day 2017. Today we have moved the Forward Theater of Command to the Davidoff Store and Lounge, and we have got, we've had for the hour, a fantastic group of men. We're going to have additional guests. We've got General Chip Deal, retired as the uh, Air Mobility Wing Commander at McGill Air Force Base in the Cigar City of Tampa. Colonel Rich McLean, 33 years Wing Commander in Hawaii and around the globe. He had to leave us, but we've got Jim Sampy, the Chairman of Veterans Florida, Bobby Carbonell, the Executive Director of Veterans Florida, Mark Fetterman, Mission United. We will talk with all of them as we celebrate Veterans Day. But it is important we get this hour off properly to commemorate all of our great veterans and our great patriotism. We don't take knees here on the Cigar Dave Show. We properly rise, as I ask all of you, for our traditional... Uh, 
reiteration of the, hang on one second, the Pledge of Allegiance with the great John Wayne. There is nobody better, and we've got a little story about the Pledge of Allegiance we will get to, as well as probably the finest rendition of the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner in the history of the United States, Whitney Houston, Super Bowl 25 here in the Cigar City of Tampa. There is a flag, gentlemen, right directly diagonally across from the window. We will point there. We ask all of you to rise for the pledge and our national anthem. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I'll tell you what, I still get chills listening to the, that incredible rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. I remember that day we were, the United States was, of course, uh, in a conflict in the Middle East and everybody was on edge. And I remember the, I think it was the F-15s that flew over Tampa Stadium at the time. It was quite a sight and seeing every fan with an American flag in that stadium was uh, certainly uh, overwhelming and a moment that none of us, uh, if we were alive for that, will ever forget. Now, before we continue our Veterans Day celebration with our great guests, big announcement. As you know, we love celebrating the alpha male lifestyle, and I am pleased to announce that the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in the Cigar City of Tampa, Shelter Aviation, right on the grounds of Tampa International Airport, right in the hangar, will take place on Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now, tickets will go on sale next Saturday to the general public. However, 
If you attended the Alpha Pleasure Fest, either in Buffalo or Tampa last year, we have already sent out to you a special email with a classified link where you can buy your tickets in advance. Now, let me tell you about the Alpha Pleasure Fest. This is not just an ordinary event where you get a cigar and we do a live broadcast of the Cigar Dave Show. This is an extravaganza. Now, it starts when you walk in. We will have a beautiful Cigar Dave uh, gift bag for you. We've got a nice men's uh, little uh, dob kit toiletry kit with our logo on it. You can actually store cigars in there, electronics, whatever you want to do. And we've got six great cigars from our presenting sponsor, Diamond Crown J.C. Newman Cigar. First of all, we're going to have the same cigar we're enjoying today. You will receive the Brickhouse Mighty Mighty Double Connecticut. You will also receive the Diamond Crown Maximus the Diamond Crown Black Diamond that we launched last year, the brand new Julius Caesar Corona, the first time that a Corona has ever been made in the Diamond Crown or Julius Caesar lineup. And we've also got two very special cigars for you. First, the Julius Caesar 1895 Perfecto Perfecto. This is the size that Julius Caesar Newman actually smoked. That was his favorite cigar, the founder of J.C. Newman's cigar. All the pictures you see of Julius Caesar Newman, he has that special double perfecto. So it's the Julius Caesar 1895 that's only available at the Diamond Crown lounges. Now I have gone one step further. Two days ago, and this has been in the works for a long time, I sat down with Bobby Newman and Eric Newman of J.C. Newman's cigar, and they said, General, I know we've been talking about doing something special, we are pleased to tell you we are able to make it happen. We've got an unreleased diamond crown, a new size, not for sale, unreleased, not going to be sold. This is now aging right now at the uh, J.C. Newman warehouse in the Cigar City of Tampa, a bonded warehouse, very secure. It's the new Diamond Crown 1895 Natural. So it's the Diamond Crown, but in a very unique double perfecto size. It is priceless. You can't buy it. It will not be sold. It is very limited, only available heretofore for just a couple of very special friends and family members. And when I kind of been talking Bobby and Eric, I said, come on, we've got to do this. Well, it's really just for family and just a limited number of people. We don't really give out more than about 50 a year. They said, General, because of your persuasiveness and your rank, we will make it happen. So many thanks to them. You're going to get six cigars alone worth about 90 bucks before you even walk in the door. Then you're going to get a sumptuous alpha male buffet that goes from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., including some famous Tampa paella. We got the 1905 salad. We'll have our Buffalo Salem's hot dog. A couple other goodies that we've got. We'll also have samplings of various spirits, whiskeys, gin, craft beers. It is going to be an incredible time. And we've got all the planes that are on the flight line. It will be an exceptional time. Tickets are $170 plus a service fee. They will be limited. This is an all-ticketed VIP event. Again, we're not going to have 500 people. We limit it because I want the one-on-one -on -one interaction. I already got a call from Phyllis Bezito, who attended last year, the NHL Hall of Famer, saying, hey, General, uh, I didn't hear an announcement. When do I get to go? I said, Phil, if it's free, I know I'm going to get the call from you. So I gave him the date. Don't know if there's a lightning game. He's going to check his schedule. But nonetheless, General Deal, you are invited. All of you gentlemen are invited as my guests. That is Saturday, February 3rd, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in the Cigar City of Tampa, Shelter Aviation in hangar number two, 
right at Tampa International Airport, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The details, CigarDave.com. Tickets will open up a week from today, which is what, November 18th, if I am not mistaken. November 18th at high noon, it'll open up. Those of you that attended previous Alpha Pleasure Fest last year, you've already got the hidden link. Get your tickets. February in the Cigar City of Tampa last year, I think it was what, about 80 degrees, if I'm not mistaken? Perfect. Yeah, we're not going to have any snow. I can Perfect. guarantee, keep your, keep your mittens, keep your boots at home. No need to bring it. And General right. Chip Deal rejoins us. General, I know that uh, you're on the board, by the way, and one of the other things, you're on the board of the Hillsborough County Aviation Authority, and uh, we just did the show last week from the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association flying at Peter O'Knight. Wasn't that great? Oh, you it went? Amazing. It was, it's like the national championship. Fantastic. Of the fly-in. It was, it was great, and it was intimate enough that you could get in planes, people could see them. It was just a great couple of day event, and the weather was perfect. Oh, it was. It was, and it, and it was run flawlessly, all the planes arriving. I mean, hundreds of planes uh, they arrived safely, they had a great time, and the camaraderie was second to none. Well, I'll tell you, I, I fly in and out. I'm based at Tampa International, and I can tell you mm-hmm. that uh, being a general aviation pilot, it is a delight to fly in and out. The controllers are great. The airport is very, and the authority, all the airports they own, they own one, two, three, four airports. They are all 100% general aviation right. friendly. There's no landing fees. There's no user fees. It is a wonderful, uh, uh, and I've got friends that come in saying, I cannot believe the great airports you have. One close to downtown, right? Another one, you fly into Tampa International, you're close to restaurants and great, the beaches, everything. Fantastic. One of the greatest airports in the world by far. And you know, General, those avia- general aviation airports are kept up as but well I mean, as our big airport, the Tampa International Airport. And so everybody, it doesn't matter what you fly, wherever you land in Tampa, you're well cared for. No doubt about it. And uh, so let's introduce all of our guests one more time. General Chip Beal, you just heard from. He was the uh, Air Force Mobility Commander, the Air Mobility uh, Command and Wing at McDill Air Force Base until his retirement. We had Colonel Rich McLean. Colonel served 33 years in the Air Force, had to leave us. We've got Jim Sampy, the chairman of Veterans Florida. Bobby Carbonell, the executive director, joining us from Tallahassee. Mark Fetterman, Mission United, is getting a uh, libation update, (laughs) a refreshment. He will join us. But, General Deal, I want to ask you, we talked about uh, your background. First of all, uh, when did you learn to fly? At the, right after uh, graduating from the Air Force Academy. Oh, you did? So you, so you went to the Air Force? And, Air Force and, Academy. Gotcha. What did you fly first? The C-130s. The yeah, C-130s. Well, I started with a Cessna 152. I didn't fly <laughs> the big uh, the 130s. And that must have been pretty wild to go from no flight experience. Or did you start in a trainer? Well, you start at the Air Force Academy. Right. They give you all the opportunities to fly, you know, from gliders right. all the way through. Our pilot training begins at the Air Force Academy when okay. you're a senior. Uh, and we fly Cessnas. There right there go. at the academy. So that's what you learned, and, and then uh, you so went we, up to the C-130s. And then we went to pilot training. Right. And, of course, we had the T-38s and all right. the things, a great training. And so it was a, uh, a great start to a great career and one I'd never look back on. You know, we were talking about, you know, Steve Canyon had golden hands, right? This day and age, we got platinum hands. <laughs> that's right. So they're platinum. Uh, absolutely. Do you still fly? No, I don't. You miss it? I do miss it. But, you know, again, I, I am still engaged through my son, as I right. mentioned, over in Kuwait. Well, we'll have to go up for a ride one time in uh, Alpha Army 1. We'll, you know, we'll take you know the ride. what we need to do is we'll get you up on an air refueling mission and go watch that in, in, That in I action. would love to do. Go up and down the plane. You didn't, didn't take a lot to convince me. That no. was pretty, <laughs> pretty instantaneous. No problem. The only thing I don't want to do is go with that jet. What do they call that? The jet-assisted uh, takeoff on that C-130? Jado. No, we don't Man, do, yeah. that thing is wild. That, have you been in one? 
I flew it. You flew I, it? When I was in the C-130, mm -hmm. we did that. What was the angle of attack? Was that about a 70-degree climb? No, it was probably about more 30 degrees because you got to make it? Well, you got to make sure that you still are controlling. I mean, you got rockets shooting but, you off. Yeah, but it looks like it's more than 30 well, degrees. Well, the big thing was back in Vietnam is to get in and out of those uh, little short fields that we were at. Right. And, and a lot of those short fields, as you remember being a pilot, is they're on dirt, you know, right. or up in snow up in Alaska. So that assisted takeoff was very, very important to getting that airplane airborne. Okay, now, there's a few things. When we come back, I want to get into some of the items you mentioned in the uh, end of the last uh, hour segment. The 9-11, you were in the Pentagon at the time. I want to talk about General Tommy Franks. A whole bunch of other, our coalition people that are here. I want to talk about all of them. We also want to talk about Veterans Florida, and we want to talk about Mission United. Wherever you are today, you see a veteran. I know in Tampa... General, we see them everywhere. I mean, you go everywhere. They're in their fatigues. They're in their uniforms. They, you know, we, have, we, we see them at restaurants. We see them out and about. And it's normal for us because we're so used to it. But sometimes we take it for granted. They are a very important part of the economic fabric as well as the overall fabric of this Tampa area. They are. They are. And they're priceless. I mean, they're, they're, they're our brothers and sisters. Uh, that have served this country, and God bless every one of them. I agree. And when we come back, we'll continue our Veterans Day celebration front and center from the Davidoff Store Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. The November selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Balmoral Añejo XO. This medium-bodied cigar is boldly peppered and pleasantly spiced with cinnamon and coffee flavors. The Balmoral Añejo XO is hand-rolled in the Dominican Republic with a blend of Brazilian, Dominican, and Nicaraguan fillers with a Brazilian wrapper. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. The Cigar Dave Officers Club features fantastic cigars shipped directly to you every month. I'm pleased to announce the November 2017 Officers Club selection. It is the Balmoral Añejo XO. XO standing for extra old as all the tobaccos in this cigar are extra aged. The Balmoral Añejo XO features a wrapper from Brazil, a Brazilian sun-grown arapiraca. Filler three-country blend, Brazil, the Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. The Balmoral Añejo XO delivers subtle notes of sweetness, underlying hints of spice, and just a touch of cocoa and chocolate. The Balmoral Añejo XO coming to you if you're already a member of the Officers Club. If you are not, join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club. For $22.95 per month, you will get fantastic cigars like the Balmoral and Yeho XO delivered to you. Join now, the Cigar Dave Officers Club, CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
to Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Theme song from the Navy, Anchors Away. We welcome you back to our Veterans Day celebration from the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. General Chip Deal, our guest, as well as we've got Jim Sampy, the chairman of Veterans Florida, Bobby Carbonell, the executive director of Veterans Florida, and Mark Fetterman of Mission United. And uh, let me bring Mark on first because you are a proud member of the Navy. We're in the Navy, so I think that song, I noticed you wanted to get up and started to sing on that song, so I had to go to right to you first. So, Mark, tell us about your background, uh, about uh, uh, where you, you know, were brought up and how you got in the Navy, and what is Mission United? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so, every time I get that question of, you know, tell me a little about yourself, I kind of have to think of, really, what's, what's shaped me, what's made me who I am, and I think it's pretty easy sitting around here, we kind of go back to our service. Um, as, as a young kid in um, just outside of Boston, that's where I grew up, my family really didn't have too much to do with the military, but I wanted to go to college. And the only reason, the only way I could do that is go into the military. And instead of just doing that, I decided to try to look at the academies. So I actually worked pretty hard and got myself a, an appointment to the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy. It's a very, very small school, not very well known, but what an opportunity. And that's really where I think... Uh, I started to shape my life. Um, from there, I think the next big decision I really made was um, I, had a, I had a good friend who was in Afghanistan. He was shot and killed. And I, I started to ask myself, what am I doing? What am I doing to really give back to my country? And I, I volunteered to mobilize to go to Afghanistan. And very quickly, I found myself boots on the ground up in the mountains of Afghanistan and uh, with an Army infantry platoon as a Navy engineer, which is very outside of my norm, but very fulfilling. And um, I think that really started to shape who I was again. So it kind of, when I got home, I noticed that was different. Uh, I had changed and service shapes all of us. I think it's a big part of who we are. And uh, I started to realize like, how am I gonna serve again? And this is where I, it brought me to, to Florida where I uh, am the, director of Mission United. Mission United is a new initiative with United Way where we're bringing all these veteran resources, all these veteran service organizations together. There's a lot of people doing great work, but we're not really collaborating sometimes. And there's no silver bullet. There's no one thing that's gonna help every veteran reacclimate to a civilian life or find their next position in their community, find that next role. So I think Mission United is really starting to step up and help that. 
transition and help that piece of it. We're talking about Veterans Day, and if I could, I'd just like to say is we hear thank you for your service a lot, but I think sometimes we might need to go a little further where we get to actually ask a veteran about their service. And I think that's what really can validate the service and say, we're proud to, proud to support you and thank you for your service, and we'll listen. And when somebody actually listens to you and they'll listen to your story of service uh, and sacrifice, camaraderie, brotherhood, that's really where I think we can start to define this divisiveness that we're seeing in, in, their, in these days. Well, we will definitely talk about that because I want to talk about your experience in Afghanistan and more about Mission United. We are celebrating Veterans Day General Chip Deal, retired U.S. Air Force. We've got Jim Sampy, the chairman of Veterans Florida. You just heard from Mark Fetterman of Mission United here in the Cigar City of Tampa. Bobby Carbonell, the executive director of uh, Veterans Florida, also a member of the Air National Guard. We will continue around the corner. Honoring those who don the uniform to protect our country. Protect our country. We salute you. From the Cigar Dave Show. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store. Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. The Marine Hymn, appropriate on this Veterans Day. We've got two very significant Marines serving in the Trump administration. General Mad Dog Mattis. I love that title. It's Pat Mad Dog. And I love the way Trump would say it, Mad Dog, <laughs> as the uh, Secretary of Defense. And we've got General John Kelly, who is now the Chief of Staff, both very uh, highly decorated Marines. And as you talk about the Marines, there's a great book I would like to recommend by Brian Kilmeade. He's one of the co-hosts of Fox & Friends. I had the chance to meet him and spend a lot of time with him at the Florida Association of Broadcasters convention. I hold a, uh, a cigar evening, cigar and cognac evening, and uh, he brought everybody a book called Thomas Jefferson and the Tripoli Pirates, The Forgotten War That Changed American History. And we talk about fighting Muslim extremism. This goes back to Thomas Jefferson over 200 years ago. It's an easy read, 
fascinating. Learned a lot about it. Great story. And uh, you can get it, obviously, at Amazon or, uh, or, or any of the bookstores. But again, it is called Thomas Jefferson and the Tripoli Pirates, The Forgotten War That Changed American History by Brian Kilmeade. And we'll get Brian on. He gave me a cell number. That could be a dangerous thing. Uh-huh. But I will get him on. It's a fascinating story. We are rejoined by our special guest today as we honor our great veterans, General Chip Deal. U.S. Air Force retired as the uh, Air Mobility Commander of the Air Mobility Wing at, at uh, MacDill Air Force Base in uh, the Scar City of Tampa. We've also got Bobby Carbonell, Executive Director of Veterans Florida, Jim Sampy, the Chairman of Veterans Florida, Mark Fetterman, Mission United Navy. Now, Mark, let me just finish off with you um, talking about Mission United. You said you're from Boston originally. You a Patriots fan? Of course. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Keep the cigar. Get out. <laughs> I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. It's going to be a different tune this year. I, I can feel it. Brady, it's over. Send him to the home. It's over. You guys are looking all the way back to Jim Kelly. Uh, we were, but remember, we're 5-3. Uh, and three. We're a different team. We're not going to be there quite yet, but I like what Sean McDermott is doing. Finally, we're getting uh, some competitiveness in the AFC East. Uh, now, you mentioned at the end, uh, uh, Mark, uh, about um, ser- uh, serving in the Navy. Uh, in Afghanistan. Tell us uh, your experience in Afghanistan, if you would share uh, you know, with our alphas exactly what it was like and maybe recount some of the uh, significant moments that you remember. Yes. So uh, I think it's really important that um, veterans do learn how to tell their story. And I, I think it's, it's important for us to listen sometimes. So thank you for giving me this, uh, this time. Um, when I was in Afghanistan, I was a a Navy engineer with an Army infantry platoon. And I was attached to the infantry platoon, and we were out in the eastern border of Pakistan, along the mountains uh, of Pakistan. And we were setting up this combat outpost. It's a small, removed outpost. And the area had become so hostile that the villagers were fleeing because the Taliban, Haqqani, and the Hig networks were actually pushing in, coming into Afghanistan. But this is where we were going to make our stand, is there. So the, the outpost was so removed, we had to wait for food and water to be delivered by a helicopter. And quite honestly, that didn't always happen. Uh, the, the base was so new, the only thing that separated us from them was just this small Constantino wire. And uh, there's this one day, this one afternoon, that really rings in my head. And it's, it's a place in my heart because... I remember I was walking across the base, and there was this dark gray afternoon, as if it's going to snow, and the air is kind of wet. And that's when, boom, boom, two mortars were dropped in. And this wasn't very unique. It was just like any other day, because we were getting hit all the time. So I grabbed my gear and my weapon, and I slid into the bunker, and boom, boom, two more. And I'm sitting in this bunker against this cold ground, and... Several other soldiers are sliding in, some in nothing more than a pair of sandals and shorts. And we're just waiting for our fire team to start sending something back. And I'm sitting in this hole. We're sliding in. The dust is starting to pick up. And I look through the dust, and I see our cook. He's our cook from Iowa. He's just this 18-year-old kid, and, and he was scared. And he was scared, and, and he should be. Two days before, we had the same thing happen, but three of our soldiers were lifted out, and two didn't come back. And I thought to myself at the time, I, I said, uh, if he can get home, he'll be okay. If he can get back, he'll be all right. But why is it that when this cook from Iowa did make it home, all he wanted to do is go 7,500 miles away, back up into the mountains? When he was in the grocery store, he felt more lost than he ever did sitting in that hole with us. 
And I think it's because sometimes when we, when we do get home, we don't know that our service matters. But this is where I'm saying telling our story really does help. Well, I can tell you, I, I know I speak on behalf of all of our Alpha listeners. There's no doubt your service matters, and we, uh, we salute you, and we appreciate it. And, you know, when we hear stories like this, people don't get it really a great perspective unless they hear the first-person accounts, which you just shared. And I don't care what age anybody is. In general deal, I know you'll agree, when there's mortars dropping around you or there's incoming, it makes no difference what your age is. You definitely, the hair on your back stands up, and you're... You're in a different, the, the adrenaline starts to flow. You're in a different mode. Yeah, definitely. And you start to look to your left and right, and uh, anything else that's going on doesn't seem to matter. It all becomes ins insignificant other than, you know, protecting who's, who's to your left and who's to your right. Well, you mentioned that there were three of your uh, fellow servicemen that uh, were airlifted out the day before. General Deal, I want to bring up with you because we cannot forget the wounded veterans. They serve, they come back. Their road is really just beginning. That's true. The, uh, the one I'll give you with the uh, lifting the people out, it takes me back to our mobility mission because our medevac mission, medical evacuation, really shined in, the, in both Afghanistan and Iraq. In that, you know, back in the, uh, you look back in the Civil War and how many people died. Now, if they could get to you within that magic hour and get you airlifted out, over 90% of our people lived. And that's the way that our country has developed a mission that you don't hear much about, but this medical evacuation is crucial to saving lives. And these kids are living today and they're coming back. And that's where we were talking about, you and I, many times about our wounded. Right now, as we look back on uh, from September 11th, when I was in the Pentagon, to the experiences of Mark, to all these magnificent men and women that are serving, um, the, we have over 50,000 severely disabled, wounded veterans. My thing right now, uh, General, is I hope that they never fall off our scope of appreciation because these kids that have lost legs, they're not coming back. Their arms aren't coming back. A PTSD is real, and I would just ask our country to continue to embrace them, thank them, and then help them live the rest of their lives because many of them, as you know, are 20 years old. When they go in, they're going to live 40 more years with these wounds. I know that President Trump made a point to say that, especially PTSD, that we have, when a, when a veteran calls, we have to be able to respond quickly, not three, four weeks or months to get an appointment. Have you seen change? The president has said it's changed. The director of the Veterans Administration said it has improved. Has it improved? I think they are. it is improving. And one of the reasons that I say it is because also, as the, the quality of care is, is unprecedented, but you're also seeing the opportunity now that the people that aren't living up to the quality of care that the VA needs to provide, the secretary's getting rid of them. They're changing this Good. out. They're putting a new team on the field. And uh, these veterans now, and as well as embracing new initiatives, if they need to go to a private health care provider, go to the private health care provider. I think you're going to see a lot of change. The trends are good. The continuing's coming up. And I think our men and women that are wounded are going to get the care they need. Let's talk about being in the Pentagon on 9-11, if you could recount that experience for us. Well, you know, it was one of the most, uh, of course, shocking. Uh, I was on the opposite side of where the airplane hit over on the river entrance. But when the airplane hit, you could feel the thud. 
you could see the smoke coming around the rings of the Pentagon, and it was one of the most, uh, maybe it's because we're military, it was a very, uh, uh, oh, what do you want to say, easy evacuation. Nobody was rushing. But almost surreal. Like You'd never think that our Pentagon, our, our military headquarters would be would be attacked. Well, no, but as we as we left the building and you got out there and you see the other side of the building with the smoke coming up and things like that, uh, you could see the men and women of the military rise to the occasion, all the first responders, because as we all tried to migrate around to help, the people were stopping you and saying, no, get away, we got this. You know, they were organizing, they were controlled. Um, it was surreal, but when you saw that, the fire and the, and the smoke going up, it hit home. Did you enjoy serving in the Pentagon? I loved serving in the Pentagon. It's, be, it's a huge. How many people work in the Pentagon? It's huge. Well, there's probably about thirty thousand. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of people in the uh, in the Pentagon. But you know, the one good thing about the Pentagon is everybody's so busy. When they walk the halls, they're always looking at a piece of paper, and I'd always right. say, "Look up, look up." And they say, say "Hello." And talk. they said, "No." I said, "You know, why are you looking down?" They said, "Well, what's what's the?" I said, "You just passed uh, General Powell, Colin Powell. Right. He passed you." Right. You know, and they're all, it's a great facility. Everybody's working as a team, but everybody's always head down. And I yeah. said, lift up, be proud, look at what you're doing. Not, not like being back at McDill where you're interacting with everybody all the time. Well, and McDill is its own special place because we have U.S. Central Command there. We have Special Operations Command there. We have Guard. We have Reserves. It is, it is a unique and fun location to be serving uh, our nation in. All right, when we come back, I want to talk about... Uh, Tom, General Tommy Franks, and also talk about the Coalition of Nations. I've got a little story. Then we're going to talk with uh, Bobby Carbonell, the Executive Director of Veterans Florida, talking about his military background in the Air National Guard and, and uh, what Veterans Florida is doing to assist our veterans in getting uh, private sector employment as the final and concluding segment of this special Veterans Day edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device 
You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Now, you may not be familiar with the beginning of the Army theme song. It is, the Army goes rolling along, but I know you know this part. And in our concluding segment of our Veterans Day celebration on this November 11th, we welcome back General Chip Deal of the Air Force. We had Colonel Rich McLean of the Air Force, 33 years, uh, wing commander. He just uh, had to leave us earlier in the show, but really enjoyed speaking with him. We've got Barbie Carbonell, the executive director of Veterans Florida, who we'll talk to momentarily, Mark Fetterman of Mission United, and also Jim Sappy, the, uh, Sappy, the chairman of Veterans Florida. And uh, General Deal, very quickly, want to talk about General Tommy Franks. I remember when he was first introduced by... The uh, defense secretary at the time, whose name escapes me. Uh, Rumsfeld. Donald Rumsfeld, thank you. Donald Rumsfeld. And General Franks was a little bit shy. And he almost had to prod him up there. And he, But then all of a sudden, he kind of changed. He got a little bit of Patton-esque, if you will. And then, obviously, uh, General Franks had a very private office here where he could smoke his cigars when he retired. I think he left the Tampa Bay area, he if did. I'm not He's mistaken. He's up in Oklahoma right Oklahoma. Now. Mm-hmm. But you served with him. I did. And, you know, Patton is probably a great way to explain it because you mentioned also uh, General Mattis. But General Franks was the kind of leader that we all, who had the pleasure of serving under him and honored to serve under him, he was a boots-on-the-ground general in that from his time when he was a division commander in Desert Storm. Right. I mean, he was Under on, uh, uh, Schwarzkopf, wasn't he? He was on, yes, sir. And he was on the ground there. But when he came back, he's a warrior's warrior. His, his uh, passion, his love, his patriotism for this country was contagious. And one of the things I guess I would do is when we all came together rather quickly after September 11th, you know, you talk about joint warfare now, Army, Navy, Air Force going. He embraced the coalition as well. So it was called combined warfare. So when we went on our operations beginning in Afghanistan, ultimately into Iraq, everybody join forces with General Franks. It was that kind of contagious that people wanted to saddle up, follow him, let's go get this done. And the last thing I'll tell you about General Franks is he was always a visionary in it. He was always about three or four steps ahead of all of us. Because, you know, when you go to war, everybody's always asking about what's the exit strategy? How, How do we know when we win? Every time we talked about not only today's operations, what's going on, he was always focused on the future. How are we gonna know when we win? And uh, he was that kind of a general that uh, even today, cigar smoking as he was, 
boots on the ground. He's the kind of guy that we still talk about. We talked about him just the other day, people that knew him very well. He's the kind of guy that we will always salute, and I hope history makes him the legacy, the legend that he really was. Yeah, he, he definitely uh, got very Patton-esque. He was. There's no question. And talking about the Coalition of Nations, every year, uh, because we had all these people from and families from across the globe, right. I think you said at the time there were 60-plus nations, right. we did a, a Tampa Thanksgiving uh, that was held at the convention center, and I mm-hmm. sponsored a table for a number of years while they had it, and it was great. And I had somebody, I think, from Norway at my table, a family from mm-hmm. Norway, then another year. I can't remember where they were from, but they all said one thing. They said, we love the, the people here in Tampa have embraced us. And, in fact, the people from Norway said, oh, we're definitely coming back. Well, the they, other, they loved it. And many of them do retire here. There right. are many of those coalition leaders that have grown up to lead their countries. When they retire, they come back. But, you know, the other thing the community always embraced, too, was their families. When they Absolutely. brought their families here, those with, in the schools, in the hospitals, whatever they needed, this community took care of them. No doubt. I've got about three minutes to go. I know, mm-hmm. General Deal, you want me to go back to you, which I will. Mm-hmm. But we want to bring in Bobby Carbonell, the Executive Director of Veterans Florida. Bobby, you were Army and Air National Guard. Yeah, I started off um, in the Army National Guard uh, two, in year 2000, so it was before 9-11. Um, and the plan was to go in the Guard and commission and go on active duty. Obviously, 9-11 changed everything, uh, was deployed uh, to Baghdad, Iraq in 2003, uh, came back, started working in the state capitol, working on veterans and military issues, uh, eventually took a commission in the Air National Guard where I'm an aircraft maintenance officer on the, the mighty F-15 Eagle in uh, Jacksonville International Airport, and uh, been working and serving my fellow veterans and service members uh, in legislative affairs and advocacy at the Capitol and uh, have been asked to come and set up and run Veterans Florida in 2015. And we're doing some great work to help veterans reacclimate into society, uh, find meaningful work, and uh, start their own businesses. Um, I think Jim talked to you guys a little bit about he did. what we do on our employment side and our entrepreneurship side, I think, is really a big uh, deal because... Veterans are a lot more likely to start a business statistically than their civilian counterparts. And I think if you've never really served in the military or been around the military, there's some misconceptions that people just follow orders and do things exactly the same way every time. It couldn't be further from the truth. You get, you get a mission, you get an operations order, and you have a limited amount of information, a limited amount of time and resources, and you got to get the job done. Well, that's the definition of entrepreneurship. You never know enough about your market, your customers. You never have enough time or money to get it done. And so we're helping these uh, men and women who have these qualities that military service has given them, the time, attention, detail, and discipline, and helping them learn how to create a business. And as we were sitting here, a... Uh customer here at the Davidoff Store and Lounge came up, overheard us, and said, I want to hire some veterans. So how do you like that? Yeah, we're getting people jobs right here on the show. (laughs) That's what we do. We love to hear that. Uh, Let me go back to General Deal. I know you wanted me to go back to you before the end of the show, so the floor is yours. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, and I just want to say thank you. Uh, Veterans Day is a very, very special holiday to each and every military member that we give thanks for the service that we've been allowed and the opportunities that we've had. You've heard about many of the stories here today. But as we're celebrating, I just wanted to, we all just wanted to take an opportunity to thank you, General, for what you've done for the past 22 years in continuing to support us, to lead us, to be an example for us. You absolutely live and breathe red, white, and blue. 
and I just wanted to thank you for it. And what we want to do is, you know challenge coins. I do. I certainly you do. You have a collection. Framed, yes. But we want to add two more to it. One of them is a, is a coin that celebrates McDill just had its 75th anniversary a year ago. But that's coin number well, one. And we're going to try to put yeah, that in the yeah. palm. That is there a gigantic go. one that's to put a... in the palm, but we made it happen. we got big hands. Equally, <laughs> we have one for Tampa here. Tampa is our community here, is our Tampa Bay Defense Alliance. But the last one I wanted to do is kind of a little bit special in that you're a pilot. Yes, sir. And we are pilots and we are air crew members, but when you're on a tanker or you're on a C-17, we still fly and have scarfs. I love and it. I just wanted to give you one of the scarves that we had from McDell Air Force Base with our lightning bolts on it so that you can probably, when you fly next time over this great nation, you have your own scarf. I will absolutely. I'm going to put that on right now. And in fact, kind of like the Red Baron here, but that is fantastic. And I will definitely wear that. In fact, I'm going to keep that in my plane permanently. General, that, we just cannot thank you enough for well, everything you do. The truth be told is it's the opposite. You don't have to thank me. We thank all of our great veterans, all of you that have served our nation. And we can't emphasize that enough. And we, I talk about it all the time. We remember them on Memorial Day, those that are fallen, on Veterans Day that are serving. Uh, we cannot do enough for our great veterans. And as I said, I think everybody should have one year of mandatory service, and I would be the first to line up, even though I'm way past high school age. <laughs> but I would, I would absolutely do that. General Deal, we thank you. And all of you gentlemen are invited to the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on Saturday, February 3rd, as my guest over at Shelter Aviation uh, on Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's going to be a fantastic time, and I thank all of you for appearing on our Veterans Day show today. God bless America. Absolutely. Cigar Dave, the general. Let me just wrap it up. General Chip Deal, we thank Colonel Rich McLean, Jim Sampy of the Veterans of Florida, Bobby Carbonello of Veterans Florida, Mark Fetterman of Mission United. We thank all of them. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. God bless our great veterans. You see a, veterans to, a veteran today, you thank them, shake their hand, and you give them a snappy salute for all they have done for our great nation. They protect us, and they serve us 24-7, 365.